to Cork Stats, powered by the Mayo Media Net here on YouTube, presented by Jock Market, the very best daily fantasy app going right now, where Wall Street meets Main Street meets 161st Street. Download that bad boy for free. Use the code MMN. They're going to hook you up with the first 100 bucks matched free. If it's free, it's for me. And we're doing damage up in the Jock Market. Maybe the best part of it was, how about this? Yesterday, we kind of stunk. All right, look, these things happen. It's baseball. It's every single day. But guess what? I was kind of flat yesterday. It was amazing, and I think that's the best part of it. I'm getting DMs, testimonials every single day from new people that have just decided to dip their toe in the water, play with a couple of free bucks, get in the jock market. Yesterday was a perfect example. Reese Hoskins was at the top of our picks. He was near the top of the board. The rest of our picks didn't do very well, but because Reese Hoskins did great and shares pay individually, right? It's not a 10-team parlay like standard DFS platforms where two or three holes in the boat sinks the entire ship. Here, one kind of buoy, right? Maybe raises up the whole darn thing. And I was loving that. I saw that yesterday. If you're unfamiliar, I'm putting out picks here on the Mayo Media Show every single day, but also on Twitter, baseball moves so fast, injuries, updates, pitching changes, lineups, and the like. you got to stick with it all day. This is really just the first brick in the foundation. Follow me up at MLB Moving Averages. That's MLB Moving AVG on the Bluebird Twitter machine. Let's get into the three pillars of profit. Welcome one and all to the fastest show in MLB. Absolutely, totally anywhere. You can pretty much bet your bottom dollar on that bad boy. The three pillars of profit are daily DFS, jock market. We get into fantasy every single day. Got something cool for you again. Listen, I never take my foot off the gas and I really want to be thought of as though the fantasy segment is short i really want it to carry some weight be impactful for not only 10 and 12 team home leaguers but also my deep style you know 15 teamer and fbc crew out there and then of course we're betting every single day i got picks going every day on patreon but don't worry it's for free thank paid and patty mail for that one allowing me the avenue to reach all of you and help you get better it's risk is strategy personal write-ups i run the algo this is all premium stuff that you're getting 1000 percent gratis me you and the cork stats crew presented by the big dude patty mayo my boy and yours let's dive into that first pillar today we're looking at jock market now generally we have a very full slate this is going to develop as the day goes on of course but we really want to kind of look for home runs i know this sounds stupid but jock market it's an ops based game most daily in dfs platforms are what happens is the highest scoring player gets the highest return per share, $25. So price really matters. Again, chalk hurts in jock market, and we want it to. Chalk is stupid in DFS, and that's why the game is kind of dumb, right? If we are going to identify Brian De La Cruz against Josiah Gray today, and everyone is on Brian De La Cruz, and he's cheap, then there's 100% ownership, and the needle doesn't move. In jock market, if he gets expensive, it means that there was demand. We can let it go. If there isn't, then there's inherent leverage. So any cheap players that we get to, I'm even going to attach some prices. I, of course, am a really like nefarious kind of cheapskate. That's how you got to be in this life. Determine the price. Don't chase the ticket item. It's really not that big of a deal. Life is full of opportunities. I really don't like to go above $7.50 for any player. Most players are in that $5.50 to $6 range and then below that $3.50 to $4. So think, you know, high, medium, low, $7.50 to $8. 550 to 6, 350 to 4. So even 750, 550, 350. High, medium, low, but don't. 
don't be too wed to those set values. All right, we're looking for fly ball hitters from the Marlins against Josiah Gray, who I like, but he misses with the fastball up, gives up home runs. We're looking at Jazz Chisholm. Uh, Jesus Sanchez, Brian De La Cruz that I mentioned. Jazz would be a good example of a more expensive player. Jesus Sanchez is a good example of a middle player. And De La Cruz, a cheap player. Again, circle all these players for DFS. I think they're all viable. Jock market is really going to be price dependent. We're looking for right-handed Astros against Taylor Hearn and the Rangers. I also like Hearn. He's got some good things going on, the underpinnings of that arsenal, but he's having some struggles. Astros were kind of cold yesterday. Remember, baseball does not happen in perpetuity. I'm looking for a bounce back today, but we're looking at the bottom of the lineup here. Give me Siri. Well, Siri may lead off, but I'm talking about the lesser known, right? Not the Bregmans, not the Jordans. We're looking for Siri. We're looking for Chaz McCormick and Aledmus Diaz. Those are all $3.50 or less players. Sometimes these guys are going off at like $3. And now listen, is Jose Siri going to be the best player on the board? Probably not. But if you get him for under 3 bucks, he does have a chance to fiddle in, in the top third. Like it's baseball. Anybody can. It's the top of a good lineup that scores runs. Just what the game is. So if he were to finish in the kind of top third, he could finish, I don't know, returning $13 a share, $14 a share. And if you paid 2 bucks a share, you got a 700% return. If you paid 3 bucks a share... And in return 15, you still got a 500% return. That could be enough to eat all the losses and how you chip forward again why Jock Market is like the Bob. We're looking for Blue Jays fly ballers against Nick Pavetta. Pavetta's had a big problem with home runs this year, although I'm not really small sampling it. Again, one of the many tools you're getting for myself, the big dude, and the mail meeting net. I'm running a starting pitcher matrix. Custom stats, all basketed, really nicely formatted. Check it out on Twitter and on Patreon, MLB Moving Averages. It's free. I'm using 21 and 22 stats combined. Got to be careful with the small set. Pavetta's had a problem with home runs. Blue Jays hit lots of them. Give me Springer, give me Vlad, but look at Lords Goriel. He's like a $4 player. And let's look at Zach Collins. He might be at the bottom of the board. I think he sat yesterday, should be playing today. Always in line for a home run, which if you get a $3 per share home run in jock market, you're absolutely going to get paid. All right, White Sox, righties versus Lynch. I know the White Sox have not been great. We're looking at TA and um, Engel, but also Vaughn, who I don't think is a righty. I'm, I'm, I'm brain farting right now, but listen, these things happen. But Circle Vaughn, Circle Grandal, TA and Engel, they came up in the model. I might have written right-handers erroneously. Check back up with me later on. All right, I want to get into some fantasy news now. That's your first pillar. Those are your daily stacks. We've got a lot of stuff to cover. I want to do some news, but then we want to talk about the ball and the home runs as well, because of course, that's going to affect the third pillar, the betting. So let's do some fantasy news just really quick. Okay, um, I tried to stick to just the things that are relevant to maybe moves we can make or trying to avoid the kind of other stuff. All right, Brandon Marsh is back with the Angels. I like Marsh. I've pumped him in OBP leagues, but it's getting kind of crowded there. Ward is playing every day. We covered that in the lineup show. Look for that every week. And with Adele there, though Adele got sat on a day he hit a grand slam. Mads Lewonki, I do like Marsh. I'm not sure I'm adding him just yet. I think you want to circle him. He is certainly the next man up in LA. If someone were to go down or look like they're really slumping, then you could jump on Marsh. Next up, Michael Lorenzen for those same angels. I've been a fan. I've been telling people to get on him. Picked up some things in the underlying um, stats in the arsenal there. Have always liked Lorenzen when he's healthy. Listen, let's ride him till the wheels fall off. Six scoreless yesterday against the Guardians. He might be available in your leagues. I'm all over Lorenzen. And I've already added him everywhere I started him this week for that two-step. Next up, Jacob DeGrom, MRI and CT scan taken Monday on the right shoulder, showing considerable healing. 
He's been, I don't know, clear to begin. I'm reading this loading and strengthening of the shoulder, but he needs another MRI in three weeks. I don't know. This sounds like a mess if you drafted DeGrom. I think you knew this was part of the range of outcomes. You got to hold on. You got to ride that Tiger. You really can't let it go just yet. Over to the Dodgers. Hollywood always up to no good. Blake training yet to resume throwing. That's an issue, but also very hard to let go to have... You know, potential RP1. I mean, not like NRP1, but the RP1 because of the opportunities. you got to keep a spot for training. Very hard to let go. Next up, Cardinals are saying that it was about Jack Flaherty. They have a better feel for the status of Jack Flaherty. So all of a sudden, I was like, oh, I like Flaherty. I wonder if it's time to maybe look for him in leagues or maybe shallower leagues where he's out there. They're saying towards the middle or end of May. So we're at least a month out before I think anything is happening. You could circle Flaherty, the same news. They kind of clumped in Alex Reyes in there as well. So if you're looking at those two guys, circle them. But I think it's a little bit early. If you have IL spots and Flaherty happens to be out there, probably should be owned, but just in case not. Something that you always want to be looking at. I always like to turn over every stone. This one is one that I think the people maybe not so hot on. Jack Flaherty, really like a big ticket item. Luis Urias, not as much. I was very high in him coming into draft season. He has multiple positions. He does a lot of things okay. He's going to be in a good ballpark, and he was going very late. And it just felt like he wouldn't kill you anywhere. You're going to get some pop and some speed and some average and some runs and some ribbies and just like a little bit of everything and him going late. I thought he couldn't kill you, so I had him everywhere, of course. He hasn't played because he got hurt. Asked Monday how long the rehab assignment would be. Craig Council, that's the Brewers manager. He said it had to do with it. Bats, the other players got in spring training. and They were alluding to a re- needing around 10 rehab games, 30 plate appearances. That is the actual point here. He's got two games under his belt. So let's assume a game almost every day, right? They're going to push him every single day. But let's say eight more games, let's say ten more days, it's time to add Luis Urias. Because once, I think the news pops, right? I think this will get us as the tip of the spear right now. I don't think people are quite on him yet. Maybe had we picked him up on Sunday, we really would have looked sharp. But I think if you have weak ads, even Sunday, we might not hear any news to him. I'd pick him up for a buck if you could get him even two or three bucks in those $1,000 leagues. I am cheap, but you hate to lose a guy for a dollar trying to be too cheap. So I think there's a couple lessons in there, as always. There's some news and notes. Now, of course, I got something cool for you here, and it has to do with um, power. We know it's down precipitously. Uh, I actually got stung yesterday going after an over, which I don't generally do. And the people following the betting tickets, I'm already, we're about 10 days into the season, I'm already holding my nose with totals. I absolutely hate totals. I've always liked unders more because I feel like it's more of a skill handicap. I'm definitely going to lean that way. I actually wrote in my notes that the algo is screaming to go under on the Mets game, but it was under three and a half. I would generally not go under F5, three and a half. That's extremely low. Of course, only one run was scored. The game I chased over four and a half. Now, I don't go over five anymore. Or I will not go 0.5 F5, and I don't go 0.5.5 F5. So I'm slowly but surely kind of clipping my parameters. I want to give everybody a real look at how I handle my business behind the curtain. This is the stuff I talk about at The Athletic when I do that betting column. If you're new to betting or worried that maybe it's not for you, I think it's really worth that dollar a month of doing right now. I, that that I mean, the feedback has been incredible. People are saying like it's changing their lives, their actual lives, which is really kind of touching. But listen, that's what we're doing here, man. I've been very blessed, and I love to be able to kind of share this stuff with you. We're all making money together. Let's dive into 
the power drop in Major League Baseball. I wonder, it's a couple of tweets. I know we have audio-only listeners. I'm going to do my very best to talk you through it. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast as well. I know people like to catch this on the commute, which is pretty cool. I did try and cite the people as well. So the first person is Ballpark Pal. That's at Ballpark Pal. One word, just the way you'd see it. That handle is really amazing. They were breaking down batted ball events over 300 feet and their expected home runs expected home runs were at the center of the i don't know if you want to call it argument here or the point whatever you want to call it but the point is this and i'll read it to you for the people that can't see it what does this look like well it's only been two weeks so again he prefaces it with small sample but outliers are outliers people and truly like anomalistic behavior are things we need to circle let's get into some of that there have been over 2,000 batted balls that traveled 300-plus feet. Here are the results. He has a little graph. And again, something I talk about as I pump rolling charts in fantasy is to be open to oscillation. Don't expect perpetual continuity. Look for rectangular action. Buying low, selling high. Buying the dip, selling the rip. This is the real thing. You see this on the chart. Down in 2016, up in 2017. Down in 2018, up in 2019. Right? And they range the actual versus expected home runs plus 2%, 2%, to 10%, minus 5%, to plus 6%, minus 2%. But let's just say it was hovering right around, I don't want to say it was hovering right around zero, and that's how averages can get you in trouble, but, you know, let's say plus 5 or 6 up or down, right? So I'm really giving you an idea of what this chart looks like, though I think from a macro perspective, you would say it's also trending down, but you have not seen it go below minus 94 percent that was last year this year's expected home runs minus 38 percent i mean really just nose diving off the chart and in fact it looks a lot like the spin losses that we saw at the crackdown i was very vocal about not trying to point the finger of blame it's not my job to neither you know presume guilt or exonerate anybody it's not what i'm here to do i'm an analyst trying to make money i just looking at the data points how i can take advantage of them which ones are real which ones are signal versus which ones are noise this is a signal people okay so we know it's real over to the right now man i was looking this is courtesy of tony adams on twitter he's a follower of mine hat tip to tony doing some really cool work it's at Adams, A-D-A-M-S, underscore A-T. I wanted to cite his stuff. He has some home run by at-bat minus strikeout numbers. Just really cool rate stuff it had to do with the humidor. Okay, so again, I am not just some, like, talking head. I wake up two minutes before the show, and I come up with some, you know, the main topic on Roto-Wire or whatever, and I just talk about whatever the topic of the day is you could find in the headlines. I am really digging into this stuff. It really means a lot to me. But not only I am the sharpest, but that you are the sharpest. And I take a lot of pride in the fact that I feel like people know when they speak to my following. Like, I really do believe that because I've heard that before. When you're quoting these stats or the type of understanding, the basketing of stats, and the way that the context and the nuance is applied. All right, let's dive into Tony's graph just a little bit again. Follow him up. Check it out for yourself. I always preach getting the entire entree. I can just spoon feed you a little bit here, give you a taste, and hopefully, you know, start the brush fire in the minds of men and women. All right, so... He's showing you year-over-year differences with the humidor. So 21 to 22 venues with the humidor in 2021. Venues with new humidor in 2022. And we've seen the number just drop 
precipitously this year with the new humidor, right? The number really kind of stayed static, the difference, last year. We saw a slight increase, but again, I am never ever looking to identify signal first. It's For me, everything is noise, and then I will add the specifics that make it a true signal. So I was not ready to act to that, though we did have the news of the two balls. That's a different story for another day. This drop has been precipitous that at that rate that I was talking about going from nearly 5% to less than 4% and having a tremendous drop now. So when we saw a 0.4% increase, now we've seen a minus 1.2% decrease, right? So that's a four times differentiation just to give you a different kind of perspective. So venues with new humidors as well in 2021, Arizona, Boston, Colorado, Mets, Seattle, Houston, Miami, Cardinals, Texas, and Toronto. We're keeping an eye on all those parks. And then below, I got one last bit for you. This is the Fangrass page, Major League Baseball stats. So this is the entire league. I wanted you to be able to see the year over year over year over year. There's a couple pertinent stats here. We only needed a couple of the columns. Okay, we're looking at fly ball rate. Has the fly ball rate gone up? Right, we're looking for home runs. So the fly ball, this is from 2018 to 2022. You're getting five numbers. Just remember, the one in the middle, 2020, is a short sample and we have to treat that how we must 35.4 35.7 35.7 at the small sample so shows you there really is really is a level of consistency here up to 36.5 up to 36.6 interesting an increase a slight increase but also a slight increase that sustained through a full year and then carried over into the next year could be the beginning of a trend change however Again, noise, not signal. Let's get over to home run to fly ball rate. That's really, you know, the big stuff you want to look at. So in 2018, watch this one. I mean, this is where it really starts to become apparent. 2018, a home run to fly ball rate across the league was just below 13%. In 2019, rabbit ball, it spikes to over 15%. I know you go 13 to 15. What's the big deal? Well, the big deal is the percentages, right? So when you are talking about a 2.5% increase on 12 you know, you're talking about one out of five, or one out of six, one out of five. So you know, just shade under 20% change back in the napkin math. Please don't come at me, my fellow mathematicians. To 2020, right? The ball change, just under 15. Slight change, small sample. Let's not overreact. Full 2021 drops down to 13.6, still a smidge higher than 2018, but a total drop down from what we saw with the rabbit ball. And then this year, again, 10%. So like, just completely, I've, I've been here trying to explain away the differences and how they really might not be something worth overreacting to. And now the numbers are just ridiculous. And then to get over to the far right, hard hit rate again, was 35 at 2018. Rabbit ball jumps to 38 hard hit rate. Remember, if the ball is jumping, balls are going to register higher. Comes down to 33 in 2020. Sounds like a small sample thing to me. 32 in 2021. Again, I'm kind of walking through the normalization of the pattern here. And then 2022, 28.8%. Just, man, just ridiculously lower than everything else. So people were getting away from overs. And to the home run calls that we make, funny, we've been hitting the home runs. Home runs do exist. We just really want to be careful about them. And I think maybe more carefully keep an eye on those odds. So, you know, we're getting fantasy every single day. We got news and notes, and we got some of the ball stuff. Let's dive into the betting board really quick. And, man, I'm just never have enough time to do everything that I want. 
one of those because I'm starting to get choked up because it really means a lot to me. Stuff's very emotional because it really means a lot to me to help people. It really does. I make my money doing this stuff and I understand. I put out so much content. It can be hard to tell. And, you know, there is going to be losing and we don't want people to get in trouble. So that's why I always preach responsibility. In fact, I even preach... If you're going to tail me, you should tail for two weeks without money. Tail for a week without money. Get a feel of the different platforms. You could play the jock market with free cash. So you'll actually be playing live without risking any money. I suggest you follow bets with on paper, meaning not cash. Let's build a routine. You know, I have my own. I understand it can be so complicated, but I, I, I'm not trying to overwhelm you, but I, I, people want this, and I do the work anyway, so I just kind of put it out. I don't understand I'm a fount. Again, not trying to overwhelm anybody, but really not trying to get anyone in trouble. Yesterday was a good example. I'm giving out bets in the morning that, like, lineups change, and I get into some of the digging that I do during the day. Again, I don't just pick stuff and go to sleep. I'm working all day. I never stop. I want to be the very best. I want you to be the very best, have the very best understanding. So I I think we're going to do, let's get a little cute and don't get mad at me. I think we're going to go with a morning parlay now. I think that's the best way to do it. Because if we're going to go with gut calls, hopefully that'll help us get a sniff of COV. And if you're not a parlay person, chop them up, play them straight, but then don't just come up my throat. Because yesterday, man, I felt really bad. We had the over in a Texas game. Luckily, that one pushed later on. Here we go again with overs. It was eight, though. Eight is not, man, eight is pretty low. I thought the worst case we would push. That was fine. And I went after Arizona plus money with the run line. But I was thinking into it, gosh, the offense was just so bad. The Dodger offense was just so good that I put this in my algo notes that I got off that one and I put an apology if you're one of the people that better than got stung like you do have my apologies. I didn't go after that one. I, I It's just what it is. Like Things kind of change and it's moving. So I think if we pair games and risk lightly, I like to call these dime parlays. So meaning if your standard bet, let's say, is 100, bet 10 bucks. If your standard bet is 10 bucks, maybe bet one. I don't know if they'll do that. Maybe take two. Bet the minimum. If you're a $1,000 better, then maybe you bet the 100. But these are any parlays you could hear or, you know, the preface with please, everybody, risk first. Protect yourself first. Protect your emotional capital. Protect your financial capital. And remember, when you lose 10%, you need 11 to get it back, right? If you have 100 bucks, you lose 10%, you're at 90. You need 11% to get it back to get the 99.99 even then you're still down but we won't pick that penny the big deal is if you lose 10 and gain 10 you're still down a percent right down the 90 up 10 percent 10 percent of 90 is 9 you're at 99 you're still down a percent repeat that pathway and you're going to be at zero so that might have been more valuable than the picks we're going to do right now but i've been trying to come up with a little graphic so people could kind of see it right here and you know uh, again it's just our our mlb parlay for the day Give it, get at me, tell me what you like, tell me what you don't like. You know me, I always try and keep the odds close to even. So I do understand if you like these individually. Later on in the day, it may turn out that we do. So I like Miami with the full game. Alcantara should just be the favorite. I mean, I like a heavy favorite. He's one of the best pitchers in the league. Miami offense is not bad. I think there's a bit of bad team bias going on here. Give me the Marlins, minus 135. We'll pack it with Detroit. They're getting plus money with Eduardo Rodriguez on the bump. They've looked better. Bias is back. Them too. Bad team bias. Seen a bit of, right? It's going to be a common theme a lot of times in my betting a lot of times that is going to be at the center of it trying to you know beat the market first right that's kind of what we're doing and then give me the Mets and the Bassett Hound gonna do his thing the Hound Gang doing our thing the Bloodhound Gang and the Mets minus 120 pack them together plus 600 so let's do something like that if you're feeling like getting risky maybe bump the the dime I said maybe if you make it 15 bucks right then maybe it'll pay out to 100 again back at the math a little early for me my brain I've only had 7 cold brews not the normal 12 so I think that'll do it everybody Miami plus Detroit plus New York 
on the money lines for our parlays. And then, remember, we're looking for Miami Marlins, Jazz, Jesus, De La Cruz, Houston Wrighty, Siri, Chaz, Oledmus, those Toronto bats, Springer, Vlad, Lord, and Collins. And then the White Sox, T.A., Grandal, Vaughn, and Engel against Lynch. That's in jock market. But follow me up all day long. We'll be doing the darn thing. Absolutely everything. Starting pitching rankings, uh, implied team totals. I do picks plus write-ups plus strategies. Just everything, and there might even be a bag of chips included. Download the Jock Market app. That bad boy is free. Use the code MMN. Get up in the, get up in my comments. Get up in my DMs. I have no problem with this. I'm, I'm pushing everybody with Jock Market to the front of the line. That's first priority. People with Jock Market questions, I'm walking you through it. But you're seeing it now. Even coming up with a kind of tweet system where I have uh, medals, right? The emojis, the gold, silver, and bronze medals to indicate those prices. I said $750, dollars I just never, ever stop. I want this to be the most well-oiled machine ever. So follow the Twitter handle at the, you know before we close because you really need to be doing your buying close to the bell. Although if you're using these these kind of price parameters, you could set it and forget it. You either get it or you don't. I like to come back at the end because like let's say a player like Collins or Dela Cruz, a player people might, might not be into, where we set three fifty. This will be the very last thing we got to get out of here. Three fifty. Let's say they go at two fifty, and you had you know. Two, let's say three, or just like a handful of shares, budget even if it was two. So you were ready for to spend seven dollars on Dela Cruz. Let's say it goes for two fifty. Now you get that dollar back. You don't spend the three fifty. The sale, the finished price is what you get. So you get refunded those two bucks. That was almost enough to get a third one. So I like to circle back into my order page and look for the disparity. And if I see disparities right before the close, I'll actually add, knowing that I'm going to get refunded and it'll cost me the same amount of money. So there's a little bit more of the nuance on how to succeed in jock market. Remember, there's no jackpot. So for me to have taken 20 bucks and to turn it into 3,500, we have to do this every day. And you're seeing how we do it. We're just being bright. We're just being sharp. We don't over leverage. We just buy a few shares of players we think are going to make money and we let them do the work. All right, so thanks everybody for picking up what we're putting down. Hit the like button. Subscribe. Get up in the comments. Let me know how we do and tag Patty Mayo in the middle of the night. From what I understand, I don't know why, but that's what I heard he likes. I, if we get our, his hand on his phone number, we'll post that. We can just start calling him in the middle of the night too. Patty, just kidding. I love you, man. You really are the best. And we are hitting on all cylinders, mid-season form of cork stats, everybody. Come on, tell me something. When you work this hard, don't it feel a lot less like luck? You're damn right it does you. I'll catch you on the flip side, everybody. Peace. Peace.